Hello and welcome to Healthy Morning Revolution Radio. I'm your host, Maria Klyovkov. I'm president and CEO of Healthy Morning Revolution and Healthy Morning Publications. I am an author, keynote speaker, workshop and webinar facilitator, and grief coach. I'm here to work with you on your grief journey. Together, we work through the stuck places with ease and grace so that you can reclaim your memories, celebrate your love, and recommit to your life. So let's get started. Healthy Morning, Happy Loving, Revolution Radio, episode number 11, Self-Care in the Grief Journey. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode number 11, Self-Care in the Grief Journey. We are talking today about the importance of self-care. And really, self-care, there is no way to overstate the importance of it, particularly during the grief journey. Common wisdom tells us that, you know, we need to follow what every steward and stewardess tells us in the airplanes, and that is that we need to put our oxygen mask on ourselves first. And so while we may have dependents like children or parents, if we lost one parent and the other parent is leaning on us a little heavier now, we have to remember that in the grief journey, we really do need to put on the mask on ourselves first so that we can be there to support and to love all of the others around us. And it can get very easy to redirect our focus, to be taking care of everybody else as a way to avoid our grief. And so we have to be very mindful of that because grief has some very real symptoms, particularly physical symptoms in the early days. And by early days of grief, I'm always talking about the first three to six months not three to six weeks and not three to six days. People are sometimes surprised to hear that, but it's because the grief journey is a long journey. And for at least the first three months, we have some very real needs that need to be attended to right away. Some of them may be um, financial needs we need to take care of. We need to be mindful of the service requirements. We need to be handling all of the paperwork and all of the Um, all of the stuff that comes to us, plus all of the people who come to us. And so what's really going on deep inside of us sometimes gets put on the back burner. And that can be exhausting. We may start to find that we're feeling physically exhausted. We may find that we um, just need to do the very basics just to breathe. We may be so overwhelmed by what is happening right now in this moment that that we have nothing to give to anybody else. And we may go into a bit of a cocoon state and that's okay. We need to be okay with however it shows up and recognize that this is our journey. And whatever we need to take care of ourselves in this moment, we get to claim, we get to do, we get to have. So if what we need is a nap, then that's what we need. If all that we can do in the early days and and stages of this is to get up out of bed, to get something to eat and drink, and then to lie back into bed, then that's what we need to do. It doesn't mean it will be forever like this. And this is our real fear, that if we allow ourselves to go to this place, that we'll never again be able to reclaim our life. 
the furthest from the truth. If we actually honor our grief journey, if we actually step into what we are being asked to do, what our insides are telling us is true for us to do, we will move through it quicker and with more ease and grace. If what we need is to cry, then we need to cry and we need to allow ourselves to do that. Self-care simply means this, that what is true for us to do, what that small voice, the quiet voice, the one that often gets drowned out by everybody else's should do's and have to do's and our own thinking about where we need to be and what we need to do. If that is what's driving the bus, it's going to run us into the ground. Instead, what we need to do is take the time, take the space and actually listen to our inner intention. And as we listen to what our insides are telling us, and if our insides are quietly telling us, please, please take a nap. Please, please lay down and rest. Please get a glass of water because we're getting dehydrated. And dehydrated is a big part of grief quite often. You know, in grief, not only do we cry, we sweat, we release a lot of water and we need to replenish um, so we need to be drinking water constantly. And those very basics of self-care are what command the beginning part of our journey. As we move out into um, the three to six month stage, the six to nine month stage, that's when we have to be very mindful about feeling what is right for us to do, coming into contact with our own inner voice and trusting that instinct, whatever that instinct tells us, so that if something feels wrong, that we choose not to do it. If something is absolutely wrong for us to do, that our insides have a pathway of communicating that with us right away, right? Because there are decisions that are needing to be made at this time. There are things that we're being told we need to give away all of the physical stuff of our loved one. And for some of us, that's just not true. When I checked into this, um, so I had to pack up my mother's apartment uh, and, and it was her memorial service and we had family that came in and friends that came in and we were working collectively very hard to pack up her entire apartment. And I realized that I couldn't, make all these decisions that were being demanded of me. And, and it did feel like a demand, right? That, that I had to make these decisions right here and right now. And I was completely incapacitated to do that. I was in no space to make that kind of decision. I was still so close to my mother's physical presence in my life. There's no way I could say goodbye to these things. So racking my brain and, and my heart to try and hear what was true for me to do um, I, I was exhausted and I went and I took a nap. And as I was kind of in that lucid space in between wake and sleep, I heard really clearly, all you need to do is make a couple of decisions. The decision is, do we give it away now? Do we keep it and take it with us to our home? Or do we pack it into storage until such time as we can handle this? And when that third option became available, that there is a way that we could just put, put the decision-making off until a later day, it was like the heavens were singing to me. 
because suddenly I realized that there are things that I can make decisions about right here, right now. There are things that I absolutely can let go of right here and right now. And there are other things that I absolutely cannot make a decision about that at some point in the future I might be able to, but that's not today and that's not right now. And that freed me to allow myself the space and the grace that I needed. Listening to your inner promptings will never steer you wrong because your inner promptings has your pathway to to healing. And in that moment, my inner prompting was telling me, not now, Maria. There's, There's no way to make this decision now. There's a journey you need to go on And at the other end of that journey, these decisions will be easy. There'll be no brainers. But right now, you don't have another decision inside of you. And so please honor that and create that space. So by choosing not to do what felt so wrong in that time and finding an alternative, and the way I found the alternative was by listening to my inner guidance. Um, the, The later letting go was with such ease and grace And the days where I had to make that decision right away and there was no decision, it was very simple. If if I had no decision that was coming to me clearly, then it went into the storage space. That was the decision. If I have no decision, there's an alternative for what to do with it, right? In order to enact this, I really had to say exactly what I meant to say to every person in my realm. So that as people who were very generously looking to help me with this, um, if, if I could not give them the answer that they were seeking, then I had to say exactly what I needed to say, which was, I don't have a decision in me around this. I really need some space. So can we please find a box. You can help me by finding a box that we can pack this into and figuring out where we can put it. And in that way, I invited people to help me and support me in what I knew what was right. By trusting my instincts, by listening to my inner guidance, and by doing what was necessary. And by the way, I mentioned water earlier. When when I was really frustrated with something when I was being asked for a decision. And it's interesting that this conversation keeps coming back to the decision conversation. Um, But that's, I guess, where it is today. So we'll just stick with it. Um, When when I was flooded and overwhelmed by what was going on, my go-to was always drink a glass of water, drink a glass of water. And somehow that freed my mind. But again, the prompting to drink the glass of water came from my listening to my inner instincts. And my question to myself was simply this, in terms of self-care, what do I need right now? What do I need to take care of myself right now in this moment? And as I was able to answer that question, so did the next moment come forward, right? So did the next step come forward. And it wasn't a struggle and I wasn't fighting against something. Instead, I was listening to guidance that was coming from that still quiet voice on the inside. So self-care tip number one, listen to yourself. Please, please, please make sure you listen to yourself. Um, In the YouTube channel on the Healthy Morning channel, I talk about this in a slightly different way. I talk about don't be afraid to say no, don't be afraid to say yes, because again, it is about following that inner prompting and allowing yourself that space and that grace to say yes or no, and making sure that 
the yes resonates with you and that the no resonates with you. I ask you to please, if this was helpful, let me know. If you have other topics you need me to talk about, let me know that as well. Like this, uh, subscribe to this, and make sure you get notification every time we drop a new uh, podcast so that you can keep up to date with all of our latest and our greatest. I look forward to connecting with you. If you need more resources, if you're needing some more support, please don't hesitate to go to our website, healthymorning.com, and you will find everything you need to contact us and to support you in your grief journey right there. Much love to you. Namaste. One last thing before you go, I'm so glad you joined us here today. If you'd like to learn more about this topic, I invite you to go to the Healthy Morning YouTube channel, where I recorded a video that talks about this topic, but in a slightly different way, so you may pick up a few other pointers. The link is in the description. You can also check out HealthyMorning.com for links to our free Healthy Morning Revolution Facebook group and the registration page for our free Healthy Morning Live Launch Workshop. And also the Amazon link to my book, Healthy Morning, Happy Loving, 52 Ways to Convert Your Grief to Morning with Ease and Grace. Again, that's all at HealthyMorning.com. I'm committed to helping you convert your grief to mourning with ease and grace. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss the next one. Drop me a note and let me know what was helpful to you here and what other topics you'd like me to talk about. Until next week, wishing you ease and grace in your grief journey. Much love to you. Namaste.